Welcome to the Beeson Podcast, coming to you from Beeson Divinity School on the campus of Samford University. Now your hosts, Doug Sweeney and Kristen Padilla. Welcome to the Beeson Podcast. I'm your host, Doug Sweeney, here with my co-host, Kristen Padilla. And today on the show, we have two friends here to talk about resilience in ministry and share about our first ever Beeson Alumni Conference taking place here on campus November 4 through 6, at which we'll work for two days on resilience in ministry, the theme of today's show, under the guidance of one of today's guests. We are eager to welcome alumni back to Beeson for what we promise will be a wonderful homecoming event. Learn more and register online at BeesonDivinity.com slash events. Just one more announcement before we dive in. On Tuesday, August 31st, next week, we will launch our fall chapel series at 11 a.m. with an opening convocation ceremony in Hodges Chapel. You are welcome to attend. We'd love to see you there. But please stop by our website, beesondivinity.com slash worship, to get up to speed on any COVID protocols we might need to have in place. Now, Kristen, would you please introduce today's guests and get our conversation started? Yes, thank you, Doug. And hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's Beeson Podcast episode. We have with us today two guests, our own Dr. Tom Fuller, who you all probably know very well. He is Associate Dean at Beeson Divinity School, and he's also the director of our Thriving Pastors Initiative here as well. Our second guest is Dr. Donald Guthrie. He is the Executive Director of the Center for Transformational Churches at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School in Deerfield, Illinois. And he is a co-author of a book called Resilient Ministry, What Pastors Told Us About Surviving and Thriving, which we'll talk to him about today. So welcome Dr. Fuller and Dr. Guthrie to the Beeson Podcast. Thank you. Most, if not all, of our listeners will know you, Tom. I've mentioned that. But many of our listeners probably don't know you, Donald. And so um, I would love it if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners briefly. Um, where are you from, your spiritual journey, family, any word that you want to um, give us today? Sure. Thanks, Kristen. Uh, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in a wonderful, warm family. A couple of brothers and mom and dad and lots of extended relatives around. And we were in the Chevrolet business. So I grew up working in a Chevrolet dealership, um, as we all did for generations. That taught me how to work and uh, taught me how to serve people because I had so many people I could watch do that so well. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, I'm married now to Mary for 38 years, and we have two grown kids. One's married. They uh, live close by, which is sweet. So we get to see everybody gets to see everybody. Even during COVID, has <laughs> been challenging, of course. I've been in campus ministry professionally and uh, local church ministry, and I taught at uh, Covenant Seminary for uh, many years and now I've been at Trinity. This is my 10th year back here uh, at Trinity. Uh, I head up the uh, PhD program in educational studies here as well as the what you already mentioned about the, the center. So good work. Uh, I'm a ruling elder in a local PCA church near Trinity, full life. Enjoying it very much. Thanks, Dr. Guthrie. Dr. Fuller, at the top of the show, I announced again about our alumni conference coming up in November. Uh, I bet a few of our listeners would like to know just a little bit more about what we'll do when we gather together under Dr. Guthrie's teaching. 
Uh, could you share with us what our plans are? What are we trying to do at this conference? Well, we're really looking forward to doing this and for this to be the first time that we are hosting an, an alumni conference and uh, such an expansive gathering uh, for our alumni. So that's exciting. We've uh, hoped to do it before now, but COVID has prevented us from doing so in the last couple of years. So uh, we're, we're hoping and praying for uh, success this year. This uh, idea for the alumni conference uh, was part Part of the proposal that we submitted to the Lilly Endowment for the Thriving Pastors uh, Initiative. The Thriving Pastors Initiative is, is really, in uh, broad respects, intended to strengthen the connections that pastors have with one another. And I could go into more about uh, the project itself, but in, in respect to uh, the conference, this was one of the, the chief ways we saw and opportunities to bring pastors together, uh, beginning with our own folks beginning with Beeson alumni with whom we already have uh, strong relations, but to uh, bring them together to strengthen the bonds uh, and ties uh, between and among them, forge new ones, uh, particularly uh, between and among alumni who maybe were not here at the same time and have opportunity to get to know one another there and to be encouraged and built up personally and in their ministries uh, also, and to strengthen again those ties that we as a school have uh, have with them. So it's been conceived with those ideas in mind and what we've put together in terms of the program for the conference, I think and hope is going to help us achieve that. We'll have times of worship uh, together. We'll begin with worship on that Thursday evening as we kick off the conference. We will uh, end the conference in a time of, of worship uh, as well. Uh, we'll have times uh, for uh, good fellowship and celebration. We'll have a banquet uh, on Friday night that will be a great opportunity for us to uh, enjoy time around the table, to hear more about what the Lord's doing at Beeson Divinity School these days, what our plans are going forward to recognize and celebrate uh, the alumnus of the year on that evening. So that will be a, a very nice time and, and also a time of uh, entertainment to uh, end the banquet with. And then, of course, Dr. Guthrie and what he will bring in speaking to us about resilience and ministry. There are three of those plenary sessions uh, built in, uh, two of those on Friday and then the third on uh, Saturday morning before we before we close in worship. And there will be small breakout times after that for discussing what we have heard from his presentations. And I hope there as well as just in the hallways and around the lunch tables and, uh, and at other times, alumni will have opportunity just to talk about uh, what the Lord's doing in their lives these days and how they're doing and how they can help and pray for one another. And and the kind of things that our uh, our community really, uh, God's gift of community to us uh, helps us to endure in ministry and, and to, to know that ministry resilience, uh, among other things. So that's in, in broad strokes uh, what the, the, the plan for the conference is. And with every meeting and drawing closer to it, I, we, I know we are getting more excited here at Beeson about about the prospect of having a good turnout and, and what this can mean in, in the lives of our alumni. Dr. Fuller, we've been communicating with folks that it's going to take place in conjunction with Sanford's Homecoming Week. And there's another exciting event happening that week. Can you um, share with us in what ways 
our alumni can um, expect or maybe choose to also be involved in Sanford homecoming events. Um, I know there's one particular event on Saturday that's going to bring the two together. And then secondly, tell our alumni how they can register and about the early bird discount. Thank you. Yes, Kristen, uh, it's going to be a big week at Sanford University and Beeson Divinity School in general. Um, on uh, Thursday, we have uh, the events of the inauguration of Sanford's uh, 19th president, Dr. Beck Taylor. And so that will be a, a joyous occasion for the Sanford community. Some of those events will extend on into to Friday and Saturday also, which, as you mentioned, is uh, Sanford's homecoming weekend and with all of the usual festivities uh, attached to it. Uh, we're really happy to be able to be doing this in conjunction with homecoming, especially for those who might be both Sanford as well as Beeson uh, graduates. And we have a fair number of those. Uh, but people can come and be a part of the uh, alumni conference. And as you mentioned, the, the concluding event of the conference will be that final worship service on Saturday at 1015, to which not only are the alumni conference attenders uh, welcome, but any who are here to attend the homecoming festivities can also join us uh, in and, and be a part of that, that time of worship together. So we think that is uh, a nice uh, transition and, and overlap there for both events. For registering, uh, you can, of course, go to uh, BeesonDivinity.com uh, and uh, under the alumni tab, you will see alumni events and clicking on alumni events, you can scroll down to see the alumni conference. And there is a, a link there uh, that you can use to register through Eventbrite, pay the uh, the modest registration fee and, and give your information to, to get registered for that. If you do so between now and September 1, you will gain uh, some discount, an early bird uh, discount. I believe that's a discount of about $15 off of the, the normal price. It will be uh, $60 now, I believe, uh, or $75 after September 1st. And uh, so hope hope everyone will try to take advantage of that early bird discount. And of course, Dr. Guthrie will be our keynote speaker. Dr. Guthrie, we invited you to serve as our keynote speaker because we've all been blessed by your work on resilience in pastoral ministry. We want to let our podcast audience know that you're the co-author of a very important book entitled Resilient Ministry, What Pastors Told Us About Surviving and Thriving. We know that you've been doing pastor's conferences based on the research for that book in a number of places, and we're eager to share the fruits of your labors uh, with our folks as well. Could you give them a feel for what you did in that research and what you learned as you asked pastors about resilience and thriving in ministry? Sure. Thanks, Doug, and thanks for inviting me. Uh, it's a real honor to participate with you all and welcome you back, alumni. Uh, really grateful for the opportunity. It, it's interesting to me that your work in the Thriving Pastors Initiative there at Beeson is sort of the next iteration of what the Lilly Endowment has been funding now for almost 20 years. Uh, that was kind of the genesis of our uh, participation in, in a very similar project uh, back in the 2000s when we took up what, what became a seven-year study with pastors and their families, uh, just trying to listen well, gathering them well for those years together, different uh, cohorts 
of them and their spouses that resulted in um, the book you just mentioned, as well as a, a second book and now a third book we're working on uh, as well, both from those uh, those original gatherings, but also the, the ones that have gone on now, as you mentioned, through the years. Back then, uh, Lily, as they continue to uh, provide much catalyst for this work, they, they have uh, they've been pretty concerned about the state of not just the church in the U.S., but the state of the pastorate in the U.S. We probably know, now know more than we ever have about the pastorate in the U.S. Many, many places, many institutes, uh, more study. Uh, Notre Dame did a huge study recently. Uh, Duke continues their work. Just lots and lots of input for which we're all grateful because if we ever could say we just didn't know, we can't say we just didn't know anymore. Uh, both what what are the challenges and what are the things that we can, uh, in the Lord's kindness, utilize to address some of the challenges. So that's that's where it all started for my colleagues and I. Um, when we were in St. Louis at Covenant. And um, like you said, it's, it's just been ongoing. Uh, we just were in Colorado Springs, actually. Uh, same, same thing that you and Wilma joined us at a few years ago with uh, some EFCA uh, couples from around the country on these very themes. So the work continues, uh, trying to listen well and trying to reflect back well what we hear uh, with pastors and spouses. Dr. Guthrie, I wonder if you can give our listeners a summary or a teaser of the three sessions that you'll be leading at the conference uh, that Dr. Fuller mentioned. Um, just allow me to uh, read the titles of your sessions. Your first one is called Exploring Five Themes for Sustainable Pastoral Service. Your second session is titled Reviewing Current Research on Pastoral Well-Being. And your third session is called Cultivating Gospel Health in Local Church Systems. So can you talk us through what you hope to address with each session? Yeah, sure. The first session is uh, just a review of the five themes that were the original from the original research in resilient ministry. They have to do with formation of uh, the pastor, actually. Self-care, self-stewardship is number two. And then the third is emotional and cultural intelligence. Uh, the fourth theme is uh, marriage and family and relationships in general. And the fifth theme is leadership and management. And what we'll talk about is the when things are going well, what's going well? Why? What's contributing? And when things are not going well, why there too? So we have some healthy practices and unhealthy practices that we'll address and discuss, as well as inviting the participants to just reflect a bit using these themes as kind of a diagnostic on their own state. I think the most accurate description of the, of the pandemic I've heard is it's an accelerant and a revealer, and it certainly has accelerated everything, uh, as you all know, in our midst. Uh, and one of the things it's accelerated for pastors is whatever loneliness and isolation they were already feeling, it's accelerated. Whatever connectivity they were they're experiencing, it's actually accelerated that too. So it's a bit of a, as you can imagine, a mixed bag of, uh, of things. So we'll talk about those five themes in the first, the first session. Second sessions, as I mentioned, lots and lots of current research happening. Uh, we just actually published a new work called Pastoral Wellbeing, a denominational study of, of my own denomination, the PCA. Uh, and the, that's what did you do during COVID? Well, that's one of the things we did. <laughs> we, 
we talked to our own pastors and, uh, and now we're going all over the place in our own denomination. I've just started a similar work with the EFCA and hope to add a, at least a third or a fourth denomination so we can sort of pull together some cross-denominational, cross-fellowship uh, feedback from both pastors and spouses. That's a whole, by the way, that continues in, in research studies. We don't know much from the spouse perspective, and that's really important piece of this whole puzzle. Uh, that we need to get on. So I'll talk a little bit about what, what we've discovered in our study. I'll talk a little bit about the uh, the largest study that's been done on pastors from Notre Dame, uh, Matt Bloom's work. And I'll talk a little bit about what Duke, the, Her- the Clergy Health Initiative is up to, and also the uh, Indianapolis Center for Congregations and Tim Shapiro. We're in a bit of a golden age here of, of discovery. So I'll just try to just try to do a survey of what what kind of the latest is is up to there. And the third session is um, thinking about systems. I think one of the most interesting findings right now to highlight is the relationship between self-care and systems contribution to the care of the pastor and vice versa. It, it's interesting because self-care has often been, sounds crazy, up to the self, like it's on you to care. Well, that's true. You have a responsibility to do that, to pay attention to your own well-being and those of your people that God's given you to care for. But but increasingly, it's really clear that the system has a lot to do and should have a lot to do with the care of the pastor and the pastor's family. So I'm going to talk about that relationship of personal and systems uh, care. And also, what is it, what's a healthy system anyway? And would you know one if you ran into one? We've all worked in unhealthy systems. Anxious systems sometimes are called. But what does it look like to work in a healthy uh, gospel-centered, uh, grace-filled, um, a system that that actually learns from its uh, from its misses. That it, it's it's not so tightly wound that a failure is a catastrophe. Um, so we'll talk about systems. There's lots again, lots of really really helpful things out there. Lots of helpful resources right now on systems that uh, that pastors and the church in general has has both come upon, but also that we've been producing ourselves as we've searched the scripture and as we thought about this together. So those are the three major areas of, uh, of both from the research, from folk on the ground, and then some encouragement towards what this might look like in practice. Donald, you and I and Kristen and Tom all know uh, lots of pastors who are struggling these days in ministry. In fact, I was at a pastor's conference myself uh, recently where it just became crystal clear. Uh, being a pastor is always difficult. Being a pastor these days is especially difficult. Uh, some folks are, are leaving the ministry. Some folks are barely holding on. I was with a couple of guys not long ago who uh, confessed to being near panic attacks, which are you know very rare uh, for these two guys in particular. It's just a really tough time. And in a sense, the question I'm about to ask you is really hard to answer because you normally spend hundreds of pages answering it or days at conferences uh, answering it. But for listeners who are in pastoral ministry or love and try to care for people in pastoral ministry, even maybe those who might not get to come to our conference and hear your couple of days worth of teaching, is there something you can say to them briefly? Uh, by way of encouragement, by way of information uh, that would help them work on this uh, challenge of resilience in pastoral ministry in difficult days? 
Yeah, it's obviously a, a huge question, Doug. Um, both both really poignant right now uh, in the midst of, of the ongoing pandemic that won't go away, but also I've heard too from many pastors, well, is anybody going to be there when we get back? I mean, that's been a theme that I've heard for the last six months or so. Uh, thankfully, there have been people uh, that, that gather um, when we can gather. I guess the thing I would emphasize is the connectivity. I have often said that if it's obviously not just for pastors, but but each of us and all of us, uh, if you you connect, you live. If you isolate, you die. Uh, so pulling back even further is just very unhealthy. And moving toward is at least giving yourself uh, in a, an opportunity, in God's kindness to uh, for yourself, let alone the people that God's entrusted to your care to experience this resilience in Christ that we'll, we'll talk about at the conference. And I think by connections, I mean, think about a couple of different specific connections. One would be with family members, uh, close in family members, extended family members, both for your own, for your own sake, but also to check in with them. Uh, second kind of, uh, group I would think about is, is, uh, fellow pastors. Uh, if you're not in a particular sort of formal cohort, are you in some sort of a ministerium? Do you, do you have at least a couple of colleagues locally or across the world that you can uh, connect with? Um, the third uh, group of people I think about is what Bloom calls similar others. I think this is really a potentially strong ring in our relationships. Uh, relationships, And it's the people who are not pastors in our case, not pastors, but they're, they're helpers. They're uh, they're social workers, they're teachers, they're um, professional counselors, nurses, docs, they're helpers. Well, we, here's what we know about helpers. Helpers are really good at helping, but they're not really good at helping themselves. They're really good at helping everybody else. Um, so connecting with these similar others that Bloom talks about, these sorts of folks in these spheres of relationship to potentially uh, reach out to. And I've, I think I've been most encouraged to hear pastors who were already had sought and had been receiving professional counseling. We're still doing that, but lots of who hadn't now are. So I think that's kind of another layer of connectivity that um, uh, we need to pay attention to and, and, and really bless pastors and pray for them as they, uh, as they reach out and connect with these sorts of, uh, these sorts of folks. Dr. Fuller, I wonder if, as a follow-up to that question, what you might share with us about what you're hearing from alumni this year or longer than this year that the pandemic has been going on. And um, particularly, I'm interested in hearing more just about ways that you and your associate director, Stephen Johnson, are thinking about um, meeting some of those needs as it relates to thriving past the Thriving Pastors Initiative. You know, we put together the proposal for the Thriving Pastors Initiative before the word COVID was in any of our vocabulary. And so this matter of, of helping to connect pastors, of strengthening relationships, of, of enhancing their ability to thrive in ministry, uh, there couldn't be a more needed thing in this this time, as, as Dr. Guthrie's just mentioned. And so uh, what what we are trying to do through things like uh, formation of these pastoral peer groups that we call thrive groups, small groups of five to seven that do help connect pastors with one another, um, giving them safe places and opportunities to 
talk about some of the things that they're going through and dealing with. Some of the needs that I think we are seeing, particularly in this season coming <laughs> coming out of COVID, if we can put that in quotations, is just uh, an abundance of questions. I- I've had more phone calls, emails, conversations with pastors who who just want somebody to bounce something off of. Uh, they they very much feel like they're in uncharted territory. This this returning, uh, regathering time is something that no one's ever dealt with before quite in quite the same way. And so those fears and anxieties about whether anyone will be there when I get back, uh, about how do we return, uh, where do we where do I begin in my teaching and preaching ministry? What things do we need to be giving priority to? Just all kinds of questions, um, as well as uh, the fact that they, many of them feel very depleted and, and are struggling themselves and, uh, and or have heard about many, many peers who have decided to, to drop out of ministry and, um, and so forth. And so they're, they're keenly aware of, of, um, of just the real tension that there is there uh, in their lives and their congregation's lives and the lives of many peers. So through the Thrive Group component of of our project, through uh, the Threads events that we're having on a a monthly basis, just uh, informational kinds of meetings on different topics related to thriving ministry. Uh, We have several of those already uh, planned for this fall. And through these opportunities like the alumni conference and other events that will help bring them together. Uh, and give them some of those opportunities to engage with one another, to ask some of those questions and uh, and discuss some of these things together. I've I've seen some um, relieved faces already just uh, among some of the pastors who were just so happy to have been able to get together and have lunch with one or two others, talk about some of the things that they're really stressing about and and uh, wondering about. And uh, and just to hear some feedback from someone else uh, about that, and so connecting them uh, in those ways, giving them opportunities to to talk and and to help one another. Uh, one other thing I'll mention very quickly that that we're doing uh, this uh, a very new initiative as a part of our work is uh, beginning this fall. We're offering continuing continuing education courses for our Beeson alumni, not for credit not any kind of degree-seeking type curriculum, but ways that they can um, continue to learn, which uh, I think, too, is one of those pieces of of, uh, having a a resilient and thriving ministry is uh, staying stimulated intellectually and for the sake of of continuing to grow and develop as a pastor. Uh, And so we're hoping that these continuing ed courses, which you can also find at alumni events on the Basin website, uh, will be one more place and way that our alumni can can connect with one another, stay connected to the school, find opportunities to really be encouraged and and not get isolated, but continue to to have that community uh, of practice, that community spiritually uh, uh, through those means. Well, we're almost out of time, but Kristen and I usually enjoy concluding these interviews by asking our guests about some of the things that the Lord's been teaching them even in their own devotional lives uh, in recent days. But we do this as a way to edify and encourage our listeners and uh, wrap these conversations up well. 
And I wonder if we could ask uh, that question of each of you in turn, maybe starting with you, Tom, so that Dr. Guthrie can have the, the last word on this interview. Is there, is there one thing or one or two things that you would want to point out that uh, you've been learning from the Lord these days that might be helpful to our listeners? You know, related so much to uh, this COVID pandemic and all that we have been going through, whether as an educational institution or as the church, families, communities. So much of our time has been occupied really with just getting through and managing, doing new things, making new accommodations and provisions. But uh, in these days, the Lord's really, I feel like, called called on me to, to stop and reflect on what sort of things he is showing and teaching us through that, what what the, the nature and character of our relationships are, what community really means, especially when we can't have it in the usual and conventional ways in just preaching and, and studying in First Peter recently and thinking about Peter writing to these churches with whom he was not in community in a physical and proximate kind of way, and yet reminding them of who they are in Christ, who we are as the church, calling them to, uh, to, to holy lives and to obedience in, in times of great suffering and trial. He didn't just say, hang in there. This will pass. It's going to get better. Uh, actually, it probably got worse after he wrote to them. But it, but it is a reminder that, um, that, that I think we have opportunity to reflect and learn from, from this whole COVID experience of God's grace and provision that transcends and helps us uh, move through times like this and other challenging, difficult times in our lives, uh, personally or as a community, and uh, that's that's a lot of what what the Lord's really been impressing upon me of late. Mm. Good word, thank you for that, Dr. Fuller. Uh, Dr. Guthrie, our pastor's been preaching a series on Jesus, I Am statements, so I've just been reading and reflecting on uh, the various passages and uh, that come up in our. Our worship times together and recently he was preaching from uh, John 11 and uh, death and resurrection of Lazarus of course Jesus um, saying to Martha that he's the resurrection and the life and that's that's a oh boy that's quite a passage <laughs> does he know does he care can he do anything about anything and it's so visceral I mean, it's just so I don't know present day uh, so those questions just what a what an assurance that uh, he the Lord is the resurrection and the life. That's just holding on to him as our is uh, our risen jubilee is just uh, such an encouragement. And I've been so encouraged by the uh, by the study we've been going through. I just feel like I'm I'm meeting Jesus again <laughs> in a fresh way. It's been it's just been very refreshing. Amen. Thank you. We do indeed have reason to hope. Yes, listeners, you have been hearing from Dr. Tom Fuller a man you know well, the Associate Dean of Beeson Divinity School, and Dr. Donald Guthrie, good friend of mine, Executive Director of the Center for Transformational Churches at Trinity Evangelical Divinity School. Alumni, please come and hear more from him at our conference November 4th through 6th. Thank you very much, Donald and Tom, for spending some time with us. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in. We love you, and we say goodbye for now. listening to the Beeson Podcast. Our theme music is written and performed by Advent Birmingham of the Cathedral Church of the Advent in Birmingham, Alabama. Our engineer is Rob Willis. 
Our announcer is Mike Pascarello. Our co-hosts are Doug Sweeney and myself, Kristen Padilla. Please subscribe to the Beeson Podcast at beesondivinity.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Thank you.